0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: This is Forbidden Speech, the raw truth with your host, Christina Rivera. In this savvy broadcasting series, we delve into hot topics affecting us all. With cancel culture and big tech censoring any opposing ideas and thoughts outside of mainstream ideology, it has become more important than ever that we tell the raw truth about everything from U.S. world politics, COVID, Christianity, and everything in between. We invite all points of view to come and share their perspective honestly and respectfully. Hello, Dr. Alan Liderman. Linderman, uh, it's really wonderful to have you here today. Uh, you're the known as a rule doctor, and we're excited to have you chat today about the essential tip for breastfeeding, which I, I know nothing about. I, I don't have children, but I know many in our audience do or may th- think about planning for a family. And what are some things they have to know? Um, but you've had a vast career in in really helping um, new mothers get on the way and and learn. And you also have a book, Modern Medicine: What You're Dying to Know. So uh, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much, Christine.
1: Yeah, you're well. You're known as an opt uh, um, rural doctor. How did that come about?
0: Um, years ago, I was in Fargo. Well, many years, and then we moved out to the country and. Uh-huh. We are, uh, right now we're in Elgin, and that's about 650 people. So mm. i mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I heard here, and um, maternal mortality expert, what exactly does that mean? I thought that was rather interesting.
0: Well, um, it's a, I hope I deserve it. I mean, uh, it's flattering, but um, I've delivered about 6,000 babies with no maternal deaths. I am interested in causes of uh, difficulty during labor. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, we have, uh, you have some other questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I know nothing about breastfeeding, but anyone who's a new mom or think, you know, now maybe pregnant or thinking to become pregnant, what are some things they should know about breastfeeding in particular?
0: Well, I'd say the first thing and the most important thing is a positive attitude. In other words, Mm. if you go into it thinking, I'm going to do this, it works much better than if you go into it thinking, I'm not sure I can.
1: Mm. Um, Do some people think that, that they they won't be able to or can?
0: Um, Sometimes they do. One of the problems we have today, of course, is that uh, our moms are pushed out of the hospital, sometimes after 12 hours. Uh, Years ago, we used to make sure we had three days, and then we could give them another day or two if we needed it, but we could make sure that they knew how to breastfeed and that they had a good start. Mm. The first thing, I mean, the second thing is you need to know that babies need to gain weight, so they have to eat, and Mm -hmm. that's one of the problems that we are trying to avoid, Um, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing this, doing your show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because I remember, see, my brother and sister came into our family when I was about 13. Um, so I kind of helped my mom out when she went to work. And so she did a lot of pumping or whatever. No, actually, she didn't. She actually had formula, but she got all the formula ready. And we were feeding our twins here every two hours. So it was really, they do need to eat a lot. Um, so is that is that kind of the case for most babies every two hours, hour and a half that they have to be fed?
0: You know, it depends on if they're little, you know, like, say, four or five pounds, that baby will need to eat more often because they be eating less. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a re- very simple way of looking at is a baby getting enough to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, they should double their weight at six months and triple their weight at a year. And then, of course, you just have to uh, uh, work out the middle parts of that. One of the things that I think many moms have trouble with is latching on. Hmm. And so a simple way to do it is to put your bottom lip under the right Hmm. edge of the areola, which is the pigmented part of the breast, but Hmm. it's flat. Okay. And then you can just put the nipple in the mouth. Hmm. And the nipple should go in at least an inch, if not more, because the sucking comes from the back here in the soft palate and the tongue.
1: You know, what's interesting, uh, Dr. Littman, is I heard that do, uh, babies know how to suck right out of the womb. Is, is that true?
0: I think most babies will suck on anything, including fingers and toes. Uh, so certainly they know how, but still... I long for the days when we could send their mothers home when they were ready to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're being sent out, It's a new experience. If you're new to having a child, period, it's like, whoa. I remember when my mom went home with the two little ones, Lily and George, they were so teeny. It's kind of scary taking these two little human beings home when they're brand spanking new and coming out of the womb. Um, but now let's say when you talked about latching on, Uh, Is there a reason why some babies don't latch on to the breast as quickly as others? Or,
0: well, I think there's probably many reasons. Certainly, younger ones have a more difficult time, Mm. Uh, although they, of course, do learn how to suck eventually. Yeah, question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, now is there anything else? Like you get the baby home and then now it's not just eating. One thing I recall that was quite important when I took over the eating of feeding the two twins and they were quite young, three months and older is that I had to make sure that they were gassed out, that we burped them and everything because um, it was dangerous for them not to be burped. They need to be able to get the gas out. Why does that happen? Why do they get gassy when they drink?
0: Well, of course, they uh, suck, and they can be sucking around the nipple sometimes. I think probably um, there's less of that with a real, you know, with breastfeeding than there is with a plastic nipple.
1: Ah, oh, got it. Okay. And um, so also I've heard some babies get colic. What exactly is that? And is there a way to help with that?
0: Well, you know, there's all kinds of medications for it. But mm-hmm. I don't really know. I think colic is just gas, um, so you know. And a lot of that has to do with feeding. They should be um, appropriately uh, positioned. And um,
1: can you demonstrate it? Can you demonstrate how it should be?
0: Um, let's let's say you've got twins. It's okay. Like, it's like a football. You got to yeah, put them in, in each arm. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And course if you have just one baby then you reverse that the head isn't here it's over here Mm
1: -hmm. all right and uh, so now you get the child home and i know some parents were like oh my gosh they're making noises throughout the night how do i know what noises they might make that are besides screaming at the bloody murder when they went to eat that are important to pay attention to because i know when the twins got home every little noise or squawk they made had me concerned that there was something wrong because i didn't know how to read them yet
0: Well, you're right. You do have to, but it's really, I have three children, and I was, every time they made a noise, I was in there, you know, seeing what they are up to. But I would say that 99% of the time, when they start making noise at night, they want to eat. And I know there's some people who don't think you should get up and feed them. Uh, I just couldn't stand that. I I mean, I had to feed them.
1: Mm -hmm. There's not, there's not, you can never go like too much. Like if they're starting to squawk, you can't overfeed them. Or, or if you tell me, what do you think? I,
0: I don't think you can overfeed them. I know there are people who think you can overfeed them, but <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um, they'll, you know, when they have had enough, they'll either stop uh, sucking or they'll go to sleep.
1: Ah, Okay. So, and now as the ba- babies begin to grow and now you've gotten used to what their different sounds mean, um, what are some of the developmental things you should pay attention to or, you know, cause as they're growing up, yes, they'll walk after a time and maybe start to make noises, but what should you pay attention to as far as the de- de- developmental stages?
0: Well, one of the first things I do when I see a baby is I try mm-hmm. to interact with the baby. In other words, By doing that, you can see whether the baby can see or whether the baby can hear. So seeing and hearing is, of course, very important. But there are other things that are required, like um, holding your head. You know, that's one of the first things you look for. Mm -hmm. And they uh, roll over, you know, go from side to side. Then they get control of their backbone and they'll be sitting up. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They should be doing that. I would say right around oh, maybe five months or so.
1: So at five months, they should be able to hold their head up and sit up yep. at that point? Okay. Yes. And so when, when does the rolling bit start? Is that the same time period, the rolling about?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it's much yeah. earlier because they, you know, babies can roll over on their stomachs. I know we're not supposed to have babies sleep on their stomachs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but my kids slept on their stomachs and they're all living. <laughs> They survive. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, I heard about infantile, what they call infantile syndrome, where, you know, sometimes the baby dies while they're asleep. Well, What's going on there? What does that mean? What's going on with that?
0: Oh, you mean SIDS.
1: Yeah. What is that?
0: Um, That is sudden infant death syndrome. Um, It is very uh, poorly defined. Mm -hmm. I think it could mean it could be a bunch of different things that um, just get labeled. But I think that there are people, babies who can smother. I think that's um, hmm. a, a reality. Wow! One of the reasons I did always get up to see my kids is that I wanted to make sure they weren't suffocating.
1: Wow! So that that is the real problem, I guess. It's you know that's why they say don't put them on his tummy because that that could be, I guess, one of the things that could happen possibly.
0: Yes, and that is certainly a a real problem. Yes.
1: Now I know you help moms not only after they had the baby, but prior, uh, you're an obstetrician. So what are some of the things like you're a new mom? You just found out you're pregnant. You're so excited, but it's all new to you. What are some of the stages, you know, during pregnancy that they should be aware of?
0: Well, Um, first three months of pregnancy is when you have, um, a, a lot of, um, structural uh, growth for example when we're about five weeks along we're a disc flat Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and in the next couple weeks the disc comes up like that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that what's in the middle here is our uh, it's a weak spot sometimes you know we get this uh outpouching in the belly Mm. and
1: okay and, and that's, uh, that's okay? That's normal, right?
0: That's pretty normal for um, almost everybody.
1: Oh, one, okay.
0: One of the big pieces of advice I start with for everybody is eating. How should, You know, what are you going to eat, when are you going to eat, and how are you going to eat? Mm. And I've <clears throat> never had to use any kind of... Um, NG tube or gastric tube, um, everybody and no IV nutrition. Mm-hmm. Had, um, um, glucose sometimes for morning sickness, but, um,
1: now tell me how does glucose help with morning? sickness? What's going on with morning sickness?
0: Well, <clears throat> this is my theory
1: mm-hmm.
0: that morning sickness is really, um, ignored hunger. What happens in pregnancy is that you have a very short time between when you get hungry and when you have to eat. Mm. For people who aren't pregnant, that's a longer time. But what happens if you don't eat, you get nauseated and you can't eat. Mm. So the other thing about pregnancy is uh, I think some of the morning sickness is really uh, uh, motion sickness.
1: Ah, now what if you didn't have motion sickness before? Why would it come about during pregnancy?
0: Um, you know, that's a very good question. I don't know exactly what the answer would be. Wow. I do know that uh, I have always encouraged my patients to have two breakfasts. To start mm-hmm. with breakfast, maybe um, oh, a slice of cheese or something with some protein and fat in it, mm-hmm. and then to eat uh, a bigger breakfast, like um an egg or um, sausage or bacon, or
1: you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: happens with um, cold cereal is that you get a great big sugar bolus, and then your pancreas sees that and it puts out a bunch of insulin, and then your blood sugar drops it down. So, if you have a balanced diet and you eat often enough, you will avoid that hypoglycemia
1: that's amazing that's good for uh, i know my mom went through severe um (laughs) nausea and 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 morning sickness as they call it except it wasn't just morning it was all day um and so as a number of my friends so i'm i'm sure they'll be glad to hear that so if they decide to have more babies they can figure out a way to not go through that. Now, one thing I'm curious um, is that a lot of people say, oh, I'm feeding too, and they'll eat a lot of unhealthy food, like a whole pizza or something. Um, I know you mentioned a balanced diet, but what would you tell parents who are like, oh, I can eat like, you know, a lot, lot more because I'm feeding for two.
0: Well, yes, you, you are right. Uh, with breastfeeding, you have to have about uh, 1,500 extra calories in a day. So that's, you're looking at 2,500 or 3,000 calories. And by the way, I don't think pizza is so terrible. It it has fat in it and it has protein in it, but mm-hmm. it, it has some food value, which, you know, you can always choose to eat something with no food value. Like, um, I guess we call it pop here. You call it soda. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, is, uh, yeah. I recommend
0: to not move very much around breakfast time when you're trying to get your first meal in.
1: Hmm. Have okay. a little
0: breakfast, take a shower, and then have your big breakfast. Time. And okay. don't eat in the car.
1: Oh, oh well, that's interesting. Yeah, for the motion sickness, I get it. Yeah. Now, how about exercise? What do you say? To, you know, there might be some women who who are very active before they got pregnant. Do you? Do you tell them they can continue or to lessen it or what's your advice on that?
0: Um, I have had many patients who are very um, committed to exercise, including running. Hmm. Uh, and I have always told them that do, you may exercise pretty much the way you did before, but start nothing new. Don't decide to start running three miles a day.
1: Starting from zero to something, that doesn't make sense. Now you're overtaxing and your body's already working really hard to create a human inside of you. (laughs) Is there any last words of advice you wanna leave our audience for new moms?
0: Um, No, I think that eating, you know, morning sickness um, is really an important topic. And so I'd say, eat your little breakfast, take your shower, eat your big breakfast, and uh, then you should also go through the day. You know, to eat like a diabetic—six meals a day.
1: Okay, that's cool. Now I know, Doctor Allen, that you are the author, co-author of *Modern Medicine*. What you're dying to know? So I'd like you to share where they can find out more about your book, more about you. Uh, please do.
0: Well, it's Rural Doc Allen. That's how to find us.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Well, I I really appreciate you coming out today. I know a lot of our listeners, whether they have been moms, you've given them some things to think about if they're thinking of having more children or anyone who's never been a mom. I know you've extraordinarily helped them not only with breastfeeding tips, but also how to avoid that morning sickness, which I know is just horrible for a lot of moms out there. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Alan Letterman, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting today and sharing.
0: So thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Forbidden Speech or Savvy Episodes, visit SavvyBroadcasting.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at LifeUnscriptedRadio.com.
0: Planning for your next trip?